TV umpire to director, we have a player review. Can we rock and roll, please? Hello and welcome to episode 46 of uh, Bits and Pieces, the world's most friendliest cricket podcast. I'm your host for today, Abhishek Chopra, El Chopranos on Twitter. And uh, joining me, the only other person in the panel today is Srinath Sripath. Uh, the question you could ask is, why only two of us today? I mean, one is obviously the post-World Cup fatigue. Uh, people uh, have better things to do, Football World Cup being one of them and other random stuff. The other reason is also that 46 divided by the two of us is 23 and both of us are in the prime of our podcasting careers. Srinath Sripath, yes, uh, he is uh, the voice that warms the cockles of your heart. He learned the ancient and the modern Shastras at Sastra University and then was on the prowl in the south campus of Delhi University as he pretended to learn management, went on to uh, do wacky things at an old school company and then went on to do great things for the digital arm of ESPN Crick Info and then catapulted himself into multi-sports, which means the Olympics. He's doing digital stuff for the Olympians now and is based out of the lovely locales of the Swiss Alps. Srinath Sripath, say hi. And how does it feel to be a part of a two-member panel? Feels awesome, man. Uh, I didn't uh, I didn't expect a LinkedIn-style intro, but uh, we, are, uh, we are, after all, in the podcast, helmed by uh, an HR extraordinaire whose <laughs> career has been successful until this morning, uh, and he has, uh, he has failed to recruit more people onto this pod, uh, as, I, uh, as I now love to say. Yeah, it's it's also a day when uh, Tony Sebastian has reportedly broken uh, his TV. Tony is uh, <laughs> uh, the godfather of this podcast, of course. Uh, Sanjay Samson has not been selected in the final 11 of uh, the second T20, uh, which has uh, started just now uh, at Mount Manganui in New Zealand. And so the TV has been broken. Also, the... Uh, Death knell for Twitter has been sounded off uh, quite a few times, but it's still up and running. So we will uh, buzz you with links and uh, reactions to this podcast once it gets recorded. Srinath, let's dive right into our postmortem of uh, India's T20 World Cup campaign. The previous episode was also all about that, but we haven't had our say. Go on, have a have a shot at it. No, so uh, you you said uh, it's only the two of us who don't have better things to do. It turns out India are uh, included in it. There's uh, there's now thirteen of us, including the guys who are already playing uh, the next T20. So they're uh, they're also engaged in some uh, T20 cricket less than uh, seven days, technically, since the yeah. World Cup final, which is uh, absolutely crazy. I feel worse for uh, England, you know, like who've not even gotten their homecoming, at least some 20 guys turn up at the airport, if not uh, <laughs> open bus parade. Uh, yeah. But uh, that, that also didn't happen. So they're, uh, they're out in Australia. Yeah. But it feels uh, it feels more of the same somehow because uh, we've, I mean, we've dived straight in. Uh, previous Lakshman, somehow the coach, which has been uh, skewered to death on this podcast in terms of like why <laughs> why we should have someone like Lakshman, what creds does he have to be coach, etc. Yeah. But uh, ho- hopefully we see... 
slightly different india going forward i don't expect too much right away but yeah. what for me stood out was despite all the talk of you know last 12 months you know trying to play a different formula in line with uh, the world's best t20 teams it felt like come the big stage we fell back into our comfort zone of you know anchoring yeah. through the power play and then like the, the the strike rates and run rate stuff was so different it it just kind of throw back 3 years ago likes of rohit sharma and kl rahul so i i hope that bilaterals don't hoodwink us in this cycle yeah. in terms of what we do now versus what we do when we get to the world cup so yeah that that was my main reflection uh, i think that's where we lost the world cup as well yeah yeah and i mean uh, i don't know how cool uh, it is on ashwin's part to sort of go say it out loud in whatever he does on youtube but i mean he's he's left no stone unturned to tell the world what he thought of india's campaign admittedly his own campaign was quite unimpressive aside of a few you know i guess matches or balls even but yeah i mean it's it's just bizarre how i don't know there's a saying which says uh, you know you keep doing the same things and expect different results and that is perhaps the definition of whatever foolishness or stupidity i mean india's campaign was was all about that uh i don't know if it's the selectors who were the problem but they have been summarily sacked and they are going to look for new guys again i think um, what what joy bhattacharya pointed out on twitter was very prescient in the sense that any time a former cricketer takes up this sort of stuff selection panel etc one he's not adjudged to be good enough by any ipl team because if you are good enough you are going to get one of those gigs and two uh, I or mean, a broadcaster or no? a broadcaster yeah i mean that is anyway there i mean all all sorts of people get their chances these days so i also think the qualification criteria doesn't mention anything about t20s etc so i'm not really sure uh, you know what is going to change with the selection panel but i think the buck had to stop somewhere and it has at the door of the selectors and uh, yeah you just hope that the new guys uh, do a better job at figuring out who's to play who's not to play and uh, select players on the basis of different metrics i also hope that uh, the bcci takes note of what we did and and i think the the orange cap particularly is a very very flawed incentive in terms of uh, you know what they do in the ipl uh, just awarding the people with the most runs which anyway favors the top order guys more because they get to play more overs but also i mean it's it's nothing to do with what the t20 game is all about i mean as as uh, uh, world famous uh, sanju samson fan tony pointed out on the la- <laughs> last part i mean 20 runs of eight balls is so much better than 30 of uh, you know 21 balls so uh, yeah I, i think it's it's just that a lot of these guys have grown up with a very different set of incentives in mind uh, the the currency of runs was the most important thing and for them to change their approach i'm not sure how much it is possible and maybe as uh, who was that brendan mccallum if you can't change the man change the man or something like that needs to happen so yeah i think like you're you're spot on and i never thought i'd say this right like i'm i'm kind of jealous of how england approach forget t20 cricket even odi cricket 
yeah. was following a little bit of the the game yesterday. So Moin yeah. Ali was leading the team. Yeah. And if you go by commentary wisdom and what traditionally people say, you know, the guy was chasing 280, the team was in trouble. What does he do? He does like 10 of 4 balls, 1 4 1 6 and he gets out uh, yeah. to the spinner. I'm not yeah. saying that's how ODI cricket should be played, but that's the definition of a mindset influencing a culture over a 6 yeah. 7 year window because yeah. one of the big decisions they had to take after 2015 was who to keep right yeah. and this goes unnoticed but andrew strauss didn't call oin morgan from that lot uh, yeah. that got trashed and hammered at the t20 sorry the odi world cup and yeah. that in turn has changed quite a bit i'm not saying we should replicate the same structure or anything but i find it really ironic and you know a closed member club kind of feels seeing uh, zahir khan kf and shastri two of whom have an ipl gig and the third one who's had an india gig coming and pontificating that we don't need to play overseas leagues or yeah. whatever which is is absolutely strange right because yeah if you go by the whole none of none of india's t20 players have played at the adelaide oval the bbl whatever it's not to say that the bbl is a great league or anything yeah it's just that when you have the world cup in india every key member of the opposition is played at the ground you're going to host right yeah. and the reverse is true is a bigger problem or as much of a problem as india or indian players going out and proving themselves in the t20 leagues yeah so it's kind of really ironic that guys with jobs uh that pay their bills are kind of being spokespersons in the name of being independent analysts in the media so I, yeah, all of yeah, it yeah. is a problem i don't know where we start fixing it uh, and i yeah. and i don't think sacking selectors is a is a panacea for any of this yeah yeah no and also i mean the point about you know playing t20 leagues is not that uh, you know you're going to get this experience or that experience it's just about playing more t20s man i mean you you have uh, you know the the sayed mushtaq ali trophy which is very strategically for the franchises held just yeah. before the ipl uh, every every single year and i mean uh, other than that uh, the the boys who are coming up uh, and and trying for the india colors are not really playing you know t20s and lots and lots of them play uh, i mean get a ipl spot in the i don't know 27 30 sized roster but i don't know how many of them you know actually get get games uh, and get get games consistently at the same position at the same spot i know it's only four overseas players but i mean so much more can be done with just more exposure to t20 cricket and i think the time has come where we allow people uh, younger people even to build careers in just white ball Uh, cricket and even t20 cricket if we don't do that i think the other teams are going to steal a march above us and and i don't know when we'll have the kind of bowling riches that pakistan keeps having year after year to be able to establish a good bowling side in t20s i mean it's ultimately going to be just bumrah who's going to be overloaded with so many formats and matches yeah. so batting is going to do it for us and i mean uh, we've just got to turn the page or i mean perhaps completely change the book it's it's uh, uh i mean you can keep going on and on about it but i mean it just uh, uh feels like you haven't even tried well enough yeah and even yeah, then I'm... you're reaching the semi final i mean that's the surprising thing but yeah you haven't tried hard enough to to 
do anything about winning this tournament yeah totally i mean if you if you see the the scale of riches it is you can see why getting to a semi final is not seen as any form of success right yeah. just in terms of the player pool and also uh, the the revenue pool so to speak and yeah. you're right there's ways to do it no one's saying abandon your domestic season and go play t20s 9 months a year yeah. there's there's one or two leagues you can give people nocs to you don't yeah. you don't really have to you know say all year round you have to go you put in a certain structure where if someone goes and plays in a league and that counts towards the ipl auction that's great yeah. no one's going to miss the sayed mustaq ali because you've strategically placed it at a time when nobody else is playing t20 league cricket yeah so and it benefits the franchises no like they've invested in two or three leagues already yeah and if the idea is for the other boards to not earn uh, of indian players then that's that's not going really well is it in terms of where yeah. the team is headed and stuff even even if you're now saying that okay till now we didn't want our boys to be playing around the world because they are the ones who are getting all the revenue now your franchises have invested in like five leagues around the world can you just say that okay tilak verma for bombay mumbai indians is going to play in south africa in uae in india and then he can play vijay hazare also he can play uh, you know the the long format also no problem with that at least just give them a good go in the t20 format and then i mean obviously give them chances in the big league as well otherwise i mean there's no point you can keep doing whatever you want at the domestic level but if the same 11 with plus minus two changes is going to turn up at every world cup then i mean it's not really yeah. going to yield anything there's always going to be guys who are out of these ipl starting 11s right like there's yeah. so many yeah and they might they might all find it hard to be overseas players at most leagues but yeah. at least you're giving them the opportunity to at least try yeah. and get to a point where your player pool is only that much more equipped because you're not going to you're not going to play world events at the same ipl venues every time unfortunately yeah. at least for the next decade that is locked in um, yeah. if if the grand vision is to render these as you know showpiece events on the side uh, and an international calendar that's small enough only to accommodate the ipl and uh, world events that's at least for the near future that's not going to happen yeah and i mean the next one is in the caribbean and the united states and i mean if if you don't uh, if the pitches don't change their character uh, completely by then it's going to have a lot of spin uh, as far as we know and i mean i don't really see how how we are going to have a good pool of four five spinners uh, turning up for that event and turning up with enough uh, t20 cricket under their belt so yeah interesting stuff about uh, the match yesterday actually i i was watching myself and i really felt i mean i it could just be the post world cup thing but when wins and billings were going quite well i really yeah. thought that uh, i mean under morgan at least one of them would have just gone for you know uh, all money and then just blasted the or at least tried to blast the australian bowlers out and and really close the game then and there uh, or to a great extent but they didn't seem to do that and i don't know if that caused their downfall ultimately but uh, zampa came in and bowled an absolute dream spell i mean that guy is like the prototype for 
yeah the perfect perfect t20 slow bowler uh, doesn't bowl short doesn't bowl to full obviously gets hits uh, gets hit for boundaries every now and then but man his line and length and all his plans and when he bowls what overs it's it's just a sight to see i i hope australia had better plans around him so that mm. i mean he could get the accolades he deserves he doesn't i think he didn't get an ipl gig last time but it's yeah. just an absolute absolute uh, pleasure to watch him bowl with the white ball even in odis but definitely more so in t20s uh, the kind of plans he has and i mean obviously i'm talking about a day when it all, all came off well for him but even on days it doesn't it's it's just so good to watch him bowl with the kind of control he has oh yeah definitely and uh, zampa is a good uh, example to to say that the rest of the world at least the the likes of england new zealand uh, australia moving on to a place where this specialists who have pretty much abandoned red ball cricket yeah right yeah and exactly you you want it going both ways which is your red ball guys are compensated well enough and that's never a problem with the bcci like your yeah. contracts are great good enough yeah, yeah. and your pujaras and your uh, viharis continue to play red ball specialize in that format and i'm sure there's a few others coming down right like you think of yeah. a panchal or an abhimanyu ishwaran or like the next gen after that yeah. those guys can do the red ball stuff and then there's your all format guys there can be a few of these they don't yeah. need to be exclusive and the likes of kohli and the sort of elite uh, of chubman gill let's say is the next generation those guys straddle all formats want to be yeah. difficult but you're rotating them and then you've got your white ball only guys who like the will smith example in england is is exactly. quite a big deal um, yeah. county contracts pay nowhere close enough yeah. but the guy has bet all his money he's 21 years old he's opted for a white ball only contract Yeah and that again is a revolutionary thing in county cricket because guys don't make that call at 21 uh, yeah. and he's he's going to get his contracts in T20 leagues yeah. and they all believe there's an ecosystem big enough to to pay their bills around the year rather yeah. than just you know through the summer in England yeah. and that's kind of where this is going i don't know when zampa even played a red ball game last he might play one or two sheffield shield games but i don't think it's a lot i don't think he does i don't i don't think i mean at least sheffield shield at least for the last two seasons i've been following on and off and i don't think he he plays uh, red ball games and yeah just yeah. keeps honing his craft in in leagues around the world and uh, yeah will smith is a is a very good example because i mean he was not someone who was great shakes at uh, the red ball game i think he was in his county second 11 if i'm not wrong mm. Mm. trying for the first 11 realized it's not going to work out and at 21 he's made that call so yeah brave call and and uh, whether one likes it or not more and more people are going to make that call and india is perhaps standing still in a world that is moving too fast around it with respect yeah. to how it's approaching t20 cricket and i mean it's got to change if you've got to expect different results otherwise I mean there will be odd days like the India Pakistan game at the MCG when one person's brilliance is going to get you across the line otherwise yeah. it's it's I mean the system will shine through for worse or better whatever it is the the creme de la creme of support staff will always come into the IPL from all of these leagues distill some of those in game intel and all of this stuff for younger yeah. generations never in question Yeah. but if you constrict them to bcci run competitions and just a certain set of conditions every year year after year yeah 
I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's probably showing in the results. It, you can argue that India have been, you know, pretty average and uh, had a bang average T20 record since the 2007 World Cup itself at ICC events. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and it's not a new issue restricted to the last few editions of the IPL. But over the years, despite not having the same kind of money, most of your other nations have moved on. Uh, yeah. Like At least you can say that West Indies won two World Cups in the space yeah. before regressing. So it's, it's kind of all or nothing in some cases. But at least they've all moved on, tasted some success. Like, I don't know how many unique winners of the World T20 we've had since India. Like, what, five, six countries have won? Sri Lanka, Pakistan, Australia, England, West Indies. Five, at least five unique winners. Yeah. Without India uh, doing it, it which is... Which is a shame, to be honest. And I mean, every time you talk about, you know, progressing further with respect to the mindset of uh, uh, the BCCI or the member boards with respect to T20 cricket, everyone flags off West Indies as if, you know, that's a big major cautionary tale. And I don't really see the point of the analogy. I mean, the the relationship between the West Indian uh, cricketers and the board has been very, very broken. I don't know, since Lara's time? I remember yeah. Lara yeah. Yeah. and Courtney Walsh and and uh, all of these guys having issues with the board. So it's nothing new. It's not It's not something that has happened because of T20 cricket. And I mean, West Indians have been going and playing English league cricket, I don't know, since Leary Contestine or something. So <laughs> yeah, you, you can't just... I mean, there's a way to do it. There's There's a way to do it and that's something that england has for example done quite well uh, and and you know australia isn't really at the top of their game when it comes to bbl but at least i mean guys like zampa or or uh, tim david etc are are shining examples tim david didn't come off well in this world cup but at least they gave him a go man like yeah it's just you can keep calling keep crying about it till the cows come home or Till Sanju Samson gets a good go, I don't know which one. I was gonna, first. I was gonna bring it up. <laughs> that what would India's equivalent call have been to to get Sanju in because he he's your you know yeah modern day T Twenty star in the sense he doesn't care for your average. He goes for his shots, and it's always the old tired line in commentary, right? If he learns to pace his innings, he could go on and make 50. Like, that's not the sport, guys. That's test cricket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 20 of 6 is like a great innings. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I, I posted it on the group the other day. There's a Ravi Shastri uh, snippet where he says, Sanju ko chance do, 10 game khilao, baaki ko bahar bithao. Man, he was there all the while. You were I mean, there, yeah. Tony's going soon. to hate this. Tony's a Ravi Shastri fan too. But I mean, he was there all the while, man. He could have cemented yeah. his place in the T20 side all this while. But I mean, he never got a good proper go. And and it's it's just bizarre. That man is, is your guy for the middle order. He's as good as uh, or can be as good as Surya. But yeah, it's just bizarre how he's... Uh, has more fans in the stands than in the in the BCCI, as Costa pointed it out. That's, yeah. that's very accurate. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and for me, your your point about Surya makes a lot of sense because uh, the guy's 32 now, is it? Yeah. And yeah. made his debut at 30. He has shaped his game around T20 uh, to a place where he's like, I'll make myself undroppable. You guys yeah. see 
how uh, how this doesn't appeal to you yeah and it's taken him so long to break in and that yeah. that's kind of a cautionary sad tale in indian cricket because if you i mean that the guy didn't have his 360 degree game that he has now 5 years ago but he's he's kind of chiseled it to a point where you you say that he's your first ever modern made for t20 batter yeah and that that says a lot to the guys coming in right like this is yeah. what you need to do to prove yourself to get there yeah. i mean sure he plays some ranji cricket and he's he's probably good at it that too yeah. and shastri is arguing for the other direction as well like pick yeah. him in the test squad <laughs> so so my yeah. my point is that to to create these cricketers uh, in today's indian systems kind of despite the system being what it is rather than through it so, yeah 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 and i mean even surya for example i mean i'm very very happy for for him i've i've seen him a few times uh, in ranji cricket and i mean he's he's certainly someone who's who's just you know in there with everything he's got every single ball yeah. every single match uh, but i mean imagine the kind of uproar that would have happened if after all these years of waiting he would have come in played the way that he does and those shots didn't come up the bombay lobby point would have come up and i mean uh, how domestic cricket is not good enough and there's a huge gap between that and international cricket would have come up it, you've just got to you know trust these guys who have a very different way of playing and uh, you know just just make sure somehow it, that the that things change yeah yeah as we speak uh, rishabh pant is out for 6 of 13 in the power play uh, barely a day after uh, <laughs> Dinesh Karthik bigged his power play skills up. Firstly, ignoring the irony of Dinesh Karthik bigging up Pant, uh, <laughs> he said he'd be a magnificent batter in the power play and uh, in the relatively small uh, ground conditions of Mount Mangunui, Rishabh Pant is out for six of thirteen. Wow! No, I, I, I'm just glad they're trying out something different. Probably it's because they haven't got the same guys they're resting or doing something else. But I mean, it's just a good move to give rishabh a go at the top of the order and i hope that they don't let go of the experiment without seeing proper yeah uh, totally results. yeah maybe we can do the earliest possible uh preview of some sort to the india australia series uh i mean i i the teams are not selected yet even the venues are are perhaps not final while they have been out and about in uh, the twitter world uh, but uh, just wanted to ask you srinath what would be let's say your uh, favorite moments or favorite tests or whatever else it is from um, uh, australia in india perhaps we can start beyond uh, 96 the start of the border gavaskar trophy and uh, talk to us about uh, what your favorite moments are Yeah for me firstly um it's it's an insanely competitive rivalry that yeah. doesn't get the hype that an ashes gets for example i mean we yeah. we've started doing it of the last couple of series after the gabba and everything yeah. but uh it's just delivered so consistently to the point where you know it's finally getting its due of a five test series every single time they play i think it's from 24 right now not yeah. the series but the one after yeah uh i was listening to a podcast with uh, i think it was alan border talking to uh, sidvi 
they did the podcast correct, on the correct 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 so it was it was about the book from the 80s uh, yeah. where they were absolutely hesitant to tour india for all sorts of reasons obviously yeah. historical baggage about an old colony but also you know the snake charmer era as i like to call it yeah. with guys getting delhi belly and everything yeah. and it was kind of funny for them to go through tours without incidents they didn't have great hotels etc so you know the whole story yeah. about the 80s and how western yeah. teams viewed india from there to now uh, when those guys pretty much live in india for 5 months a year most years is <laughs> uh, absolutely crazy and uh, for me yeah. the the on field stuff is delivered pretty much every time like i don't have great memory so i went back and looked up the different series the, the only one i can remember properly is obviously the last one and uh, yeah. the 2013 series because i was uh, I was at uh, Delhi for uh, I think it was Rahane's debut uh, game which uh, which India won uh, by six wickets okay. and that was that was basically the homework gate series right yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 2013 and uh, there's there's been so much good stuff but for me if I had to pick like two three moments uh, starting with the most recent one the Dharamshala test for me was Seriously. absolutely insane like the context blockbuster uh, yeah like phenomenal test uh, obviously there's like skuldi playing and stuff but like rahane's captaincy um, which we've loved to talk about uh, i think it was it the first time he led india i think so uh, yeah uh, in in a test match but yeah. uh, i think i thought like that was an insane game mainly because india went on the back foot on the first one steve o'keefe destroyed us uh, in pune uh, were you there uh, on the ground i, I remember no. tony was there for the oh okay some of those games i don't know if he was there for this one but uh that that game basically put a big you know spoke through india's ambitions for that series yeah. uh, there was there was a phenomenal game in bangalore and i think pujara played a brilliant one in ranchi to save our save our backs the dharamshala test i remember for multiple reasons starting with uh, i think the captaincy and the call to pick kuldeep might have been one of uh, the few kumble decisions uh, from that era which yeah. which actually worked great guns yeah. so that that's one that i remember uh, i i think we keep forgetting the number of times uh, jaddu is one as uh, games in uh, in indian conditions yeah. um, i i completely forgot that i i know he did well in that game but i i forgot that he was the player of the series uh, after steve o'keefe's exploits and what happened in pune etc so that's one uh, and going back a little further i don't know like the the this game's garden the wrong kind of headlines we we can talk about eden gardens and stuff but the series we lost in 2004 yeah and morley karthik spell on day 5 i don't know if it was it was not cci it was vankade, cci no? vankade, vankade. it was vankade okay yeah. right so chasing 105 or something australia get bundled out for 93 Uh, yeah. on a absolute like mind proper crazy minefield in uh, in bombay uh, yeah. that's that's the other one that obviously number one there's no i don't think there's any kind of uh, debate around eden gardens and 2001 yeah. i'll let you uh, go with your choices but for me the the abiding memory of eden gardens was um, i was uh, i was in school and uh, used to go uh go for lunch to home uh, after uh, after every like first half so i i went back for lunch mainly to see the scores um uh, left my bag at school oh wow your, your home was so close to your school where was yeah this? yeah I, i lived my my parents lived uh, maybe 10 minutes from school 
Oh, this so, is a KV inside. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, no, no. A small town, small town, but uh, private school, uh, not okay. KV. But basically, I used to take lunch. But when I when there was a cricket match on, I'd come home. Um, that's nice. kind of how it worked. Very and uh, I left my bag and came home to see the scores because we were already following on. Uh, and Ravid and yeah. Lakshman were batting. That's the day they they batted Batted out the whole day uh, without and I didn't go back to school I remember this very clearly because I I had to go get my bag the next day uh, from from school and I got a earful from from my uh, headmistress for leaving my notebooks and everything on the table and how it was not the the maid and cleaning people's work to fetch my books and everything so I I do remember that very very well so that's that's the memory I have of Eden Garden 2001. I don't know, like there's been DVDs since, but I am very proud to watch at least half the day's play on a on a working day. Nice, lovely. So yeah, I mean, interesting. You mentioned uh, you know your your uh, exploits of going home uh, back home during the lunch break. Uh, uh, when it came to the 2001 test, I have a similar story, not exactly same, but essentially what used to happen was uh, my home was also close to my school. And uh, on days when there would be particularly interesting uh, matches going on, not not every single match because I mean, it was painful to do it. But when days uh, when there were days of particularly interesting cricket matches, I used to ask my mother to get my lunch to oh, the school. Okay. Yeah. Uh, during the lunch break and on a piece of paper like put down the score so she was like my my I don't know what to call it telegram tele telephone teletext or something like the oldest scorer in the world in that sense so nice so my, my uh my dad used to have this thing so he went to school in the 70s right so it was yeah. all radio mainly yeah, yeah. The 11 to 11 10 was their uh, I think interval uh, the recess as they used to call it and yeah. he used to run home, listen to the score on radio, and he'll put it on the notice board uh, at the entrance of the school. Oh. So he he had something similar, but his thing was he would run to uh, to to his house or his friend's house. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think his parents had a radio, yeah. so he used to go to his friend's house, get the score, write down the potted scores, as we call it. So Gavaskar 43, whatever, India 125 for four. And then we'll go back to class. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, very interesting that you mentioned that because on that, uh, during that test, what my mother did was, I mean, she had, uh, she was seeing, you know, how the match was progressing. She was a big cricket fan back in the day herself. And so she uh, basically got this emergency light because she used to have a lot of power cuts back in the day, which is also like a radio. So like a, one of those two-in-one, three-in-one machines. So she got the radio and my lunchbox and the scorecard uh, on a piece of paper for me, just in case the radio doesn't work. But I think the radio worked for a little bit and I could hear the commentary mm-hmm. a little bit. And I mean, it was just insane. And obviously... This is 2001. 2001, yeah. Right. School ended in uh, at, at what? 1.45. And I, I still remember how... like the the kids in the class were like ready set go uh, mode at 145 just waiting nice. for the bell to ring and all of us ran towards our homes and then obviously you could watch the rest of the day's play and uh, that's also my first memory of people you know uh, 
like that series is my first memory of people wearing uh, those those uh, cooling type bands across yeah. uh, uh, i mean on their neck to keep things uh, cool and i mean the aussies of course were uh, had all sorts of uh, stuff going on they had things that they put on their back and i remember that season they were also sponsored by a kelvinator fridge company kelvinator which was very yeah. apt i thought and uh, yeah i mean hayden was absolutely mad good against uh, the indian spinners and um, 2001 i think what what remember what i remember very distinctly which i even back then i thought was i think particularly distasteful not so much now in the era of ipl and all the riches that people have but i think jagmohan dalmia was the board president back then and uh, after uh, he crossed 236 which was the highest score test score by an indian uh, till then there was something to the effect of saying that he lakshman is going to get 10000 rupees for every single run after it on the big eden garden scoreboard uh which is i i just thought that it was quite lame back then but so while the game was on was it i think while the game was on i mean <laughs> i'm i'm going to go back and check after the podcast ends if it was true but i remember that distinctly and i remember going back going to my mother and you know telling her that you know this seems wrong <laughs> i don't know what she thought of it but yeah it is just one good of good moral those... standards for a high schooler nice yeah. i <laughs> that was one very uh, distinct memory and then obviously i mean reading about that innings uh, in the book that espn cricket info came out with uh, on dravid when he retired and um, you know how how castrovids uh, and gillespie bowled particularly well but without much luck of course uh, on that day when nothing seemed to come up for the aussies was i mean it was it was just a test match for the ages and i i remember i had a long long debate with um, a friend recently after our gaba win as to you know which which uh, achievement would be categorized as bigger for indian cricket um, i mean we couldn't come to a conclusion but i i made the mistake of he's also a 90s kid i made the mistake of uh, saying that it was the 2021 series win and god he bashed me left right and center this is the elite cynic on twitter if he's listening ah, but yeah yes. right 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 <laughs> but, yeah i mean i mean oh and and we we keep thinking about that era of australia uh, yeah. very often they're missing one sort of you know superstar in their bowling attack whether it's megrar or one this yeah. happened to be one of the few occasions where both of them were around um, yeah. there was this gillespie magra kasprovich i think they bowled seven or eight guys in the second innings when india yeah. were following on and between those three those guys i'm pretty sure they bowled over 100 overs in that innings yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is absolutely crazy i know it's like a kolkata pitch and everything there's not too many occasions when you see magra go wicketless uh, yeah. through a day uh, yeah, yeah. i think it was day f- or if i'm not wrong yeah. day four yeah. of the of the test so man i think that we kind of peaked there uh, with against the aussies for sure yeah and and then the umpiring on the last day was was bizarre to say the least yeah. and uh, yeah i mean even the test after that actually chennai was a proper thriller of a match and uh, harbhajan scoring the winning runs with his kg bat was like a nice nice end to the series in which he shown through for us uh, i think this he had what 32 wickets and the next best guy had less than 7 for india or yeah so just a bizarre uh, uh, stat that and 
yeah it was it was quite the series one of my uh, one of my abiding memories from the chennai test uh, was uh, something that i discovered when shane won died and i was looking through getty images and all the pictures of shane won through the ages and there's a very amazing uh, picture in which i think it's hayden and kasprovitz on one side and uh, like right in their face uh, is is uh, the triplet of i think uh, Shane Vaughn, uh, Damian Fleming, who didn't get a chance. I think he didn't get a chance at all in that series of one test. Mm. And mm. there's one more Victorian. And the reason for that picture, I mean, obviously they were not uh, actually fighting. They were just like facing off uh, in a funny way. Because back in Australia, the two states, Queensland and Victoria, were going to face off for the uh, domestic ODI final. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was a nice, nice picture in which, I mean... They all had crew cut hair, right? I mean, as soon as they got to India, their hair went off and yeah. uh, it's a nice picture. And I thought it also represented a side to the Aussies where, I mean, they were absolutely bashed in Kolkata, but they had their spirits up and they had something very random to look forward to other than what was going on in India back home in Australia. So yeah, nice, nice, really nice picture that. Oh yeah, I mean, um, I don't, I don't think they have the same level of affinity for the BBL the same way because yeah. very often these guys keep trading teams for each other. Um, yeah. I know like a lot of the Sydney guys have played for both the teams. Uh, yeah. Melbourne, same thing, I guess. Like, so you don't have that affinity of playing for, I mean, your entire career for Victoria. You, yeah. you think many times over before you switch state sides, especially if you're an international guy. Yeah, you have yeah. no reason to switch uh, if your Aussie place is in. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's locked in. And and so, everybody loved to hit uh, New South Wales. Um, yeah, and I mean that that sort of interstate rivalry is perhaps not so much there in in yeah. in Australia anymore. But that is one test to remember. The other one I remember is also a very odd one, which is the first Border Gavaskar test, which is uh, Delhi nineteen ninety six. My God, what was that pitch? Like, even even as a little kid, I, I saw that pitch and I was like, man, this is this is worse than what we have in school, at least in terms of how it how it looks. Not that our school had a great pitch in the first place. But yeah, I mean, that test I remember particularly fondly for that other catch of uh, Michael. David Stewart. Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson was the bowler. Uh, one of those bowlers, I, I remember reading a line where they said that he came from obscurity and he'll return to obscurity. But I mean, that one <laughs> dismissal where he slashes a wide one and uh, Azur, I don't know, leaps just like feet above the ground and horizontally. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, yeah, amazing yeah. catch. And obviously, Mongia did what he did. Very unmemorable innings. But I mean, ultimately won the test for us and Peter McIntyre was there and uh, Steve Waugh played a really, really, really nice innings in the in the second day. But obviously, I mean, the Indians couldn't dismiss him, but the Cobra attack. I'm just seeing the, I'm just seeing the scorecard and I, I didn't know who the second or the first spinner was along with McIntyre. Was, Brad Hogg. You know? Yeah. Brad Hogg. I, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... An insane venue for a completely like random test. And I think Tendulkar was the captain back then, right? Tendulkar was the yeah. captain. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh Ooh, the uh... last one I think is is uh, 
Bangalore, uh, 1998. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there's this famous incident before that test when Gavin Robertson, uh, who was the Aussie off spinner, was obviously new to, or I mean, he's a complete alien to Indian conditions. Um, and uh, there's this incident where he and Steve Waugh are. Uh, waiting at the airport or at the hotel or something in Bangalore before the last test. And obviously they are at their wits end by that time because Bombay has thrashed them. Then India has thrashed them. Sidhu has thrashed them. Like nobody, nobody is giving them even a single inch. And then uh, uh, Prasanna greets uh, Gavin Robertson and Steve Waugh, not with a hi or a hello or anything, but uh, Something on the lines of you have no idea what you're doing here. And then, obviously, I mean, Prasanna delivers some sort of a masterclass to uh, Gavin Robertson, who doesn't immediately pick up a tenfer or something, but he bowls quite well. And obviously, Kasparovic puts in the performance of his life. And even before, I mean, even... uh, Even though Tendulkar scores one of his boisterous, brilliant hundreds... Australia go on to win that test and uh, Mark Taylor also saves uh, some face with a brilliant 100 in the chase. So, yeah, I mean, that's the other test I remember very fondly. And I mean, with all of these tests, especially the uh, Kolkata test or the the Bangalore test in 98 or uh, the abiding memory also is is what Sportstar used to publish or the posters yeah. that it used to publish. So even if you've watched the match, you've got to read uh, Sports Star end to end to just read about it and feel feel nice once more. So also it was this was very much uh, yeah. just to throw it back a couple of generations pre dial up or broadband. Uh, yeah, like BSNL was I think ninety nine two thousand if I'm not wrong and yeah, Sports Star was your best way to consume it and I obviously Quick Info didn't have anywhere close to the scale of content. They would go on to have uh, in the early two thousands after Western acquisition and so on. So, yeah, I do I do agree with that. And for me, for me, the Hindu and Sports Star were the two things you got uh, yeah. where we lived and used to be like ten rupees if I'm not wrong uh, in yeah. the late nineties or maybe even less. Yeah. And the poster was always it always delivered, sent uh, yeah. to spread. Uh, you could put it on your wall, and sometimes you didn't care who it was, right? There's a great yeah. poster it went on the wall. Uh, doesn't matter <laughs> if it's Indian or someone else. So yeah, yeah fully. Yeah, I I remember. I there is this I don't know Moroccan runner or African runner called Hichem Al Guroj or something. Yeah. yeah, I remember one poster of his was there before some Olympics or World Championships, and it was. I I had no clue about that guy. Even right now, I'm sure I'm pronouncing the name name completely wrongly. But it was just one of those brilliant pictures, and they put it out in the center spread, and it was a brilliant, yeah. I, brilliant now, now that you say it, I can picture how he looks like. Uh, yeah. Green uh, green top shorts. Oh, green yeah, top shorts running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hisham El Guruj. That's yeah. uh, that's, a oh, nice that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean. Uh, then the rest of the series that you followed, right, after after 2001, there's obviously the debacle in 2004. And then I think 2008 also uh, India won or Australia won, I can't even remember. Then there was the homework gate and all of that. But I mean, all of those tests were, you had already sort of figured out for yourself the politics of, you know, cricket and big three and 
and the IPL was coming in and so some of the some of the sheen went of the rivalry so to speak because it was almost a clash of civilizations before that and mm-hmm. um, i mean now it's it's as you say they perhaps have a place in bandra all of these australian cricketers at least <laughs> warner definitely does so yeah i mean it's it's but again the last series because it was kohli and kohli at his uh, you know uh, i don't know what to call it now it's it's almost like a throwback now that he doesn't captain the side anymore but i remember him coming out with a statement at the end of the series that relationships and friendships with the australian guys have been damaged forever and you had the brain fade and renshaw doing the baby and man yeah. <laughs> always delivers <laughs> on that renshaw baby note yeah the bangalore test he was particularly vocal and egging the crowd on right uh, yeah. that was I, I, that kind of stands out in my mind as like the yeah. the final afternoon of the Bangalore Test was pretty epic in terms of what Kohli did and yeah. how he jeed everyone on to pretty much carry India to victory in that game. Yeah, yeah. Who oh, also uh, must mention uh, Jason Kredza came as a meteor and went off like that. <laughs> and again, one of those guys who I think this was Bishan Singh Bedi who helped him out this time. Okay. So. Yeah, Kevin Robertson, but uh, different era. Different era, yeah. And that ball to Lakshman, I think, which is like a proper off spinner, bowled him through the gate. Wow. Oh, and of course the Mohali Test, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you start uh, counting them off, the the number of Test matches which, uh, which have just been glorious in India um, against Australia, too, too good. And we haven't even gone before nineteen eighty six. So yeah. So, yeah, I'm seeing uh, the the Bangalore test. I, I thought I remembered fairly well, um, but I, I'm seeing how Ashwin got a six for in the final innings, and uh, yeah. guess who was the player of the match? Uh, KL Rahul. Uh, for uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, like the, the the second innings was a particularly important fifty, uh, yeah. but I I didn't remember that it was Abhinav Mukund opening with him uh, in oh, that game wow. for India. Wow, so, yeah. it says a lot about how quickly. cricketing memories are accumulated and what we remember from yeah. this is 5 years now yeah but man i, I have always wondered uh, why they don't show more of the test series on on you know star sports like 1253 channels it's always some boring like the thing is if sony has some some live match going on then the other star sports will show the show some recorded match of the same yeah. two teams instead of that they should just like if if india new zealand is going on right now if someone can broadcast that india australia 2007 series i don't know ball by ball session wise highlights i'm sure it's going to rake in more numbers man that you will have your yeah yeah you don't even need to show all sessions in their entirety uh, you yeah. can forward the ones which are boring put highlights <laughs> and yeah <laughs> such a series what are you looking forward to uh, in the in the test series too too early in the day to perhaps look forward to but yeah any thoughts early early thoughts i think the the top one for me is i really hope bumrah is fit i just feel we haven't seen anywhere close to enough of him at home uh, yeah. for good reason he needs to be rested and all of that yeah uh, but you know we'll, we we know we'll have the spin twins back in action we might even play a third spinner in some of those games but i i, I just really hope for bumrah to come back and and also for for kohli i think like 
Yeah. You, we've just seen him for so long. Um, I think he's scored so many crucial 50s and 70s and played innings and really difficult pitches abroad. He's done all of that. But take us back to 2017 and show us those big runs again. And that, that'll be really, really good, right? I mean, yeah. against Australia, uh, he doesn't love playing anyone more than that. Yeah. So for me, for me, those two things because uh, these guys, these guys have carried Indian cricket for way more than we acknowledge today. Yeah. Um, and and I'd include include Ashwin and Tess as well. Yeah. Uh, and and Jaddu, as I said, like the guy has been delivering match after match, series after series uh, at yeah. home, and it just gets dismissed as you know just at home when you when you forget to consider that that's almost half or more than half their careers. Yeah. If someone performed at that level for half their careers, you'd be, you should be worshipping them as opposed to dismissing it as dust bowls and favorable conditions. I mean, so what, man? Like, he's he's one of two people who's good enough to be picked in these favorable conditions uh, yeah. <laughs> out of a billion and a half. So, yeah. Yeah. for me, I think the, this generation will pass before we realize it uh, not too long after. I don't know when. I'm sure we'll have Australia series every two years, but we, we don't realize these guys are now in their mid, early to mid 30s or closer to mid 30s than, yeah. uh, than their early 30s. So I think that generation overall, but particularly Kohli and Bumrah uh, for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, you've hit the red, uh, nail right on the head with uh, Kohli. I remember he was not going too well in the 2017 series against Australia. So I really, really hope that um, while we'll miss his captaincy in Test cricket, but uh, I mean, he, he comes off quite well with the bat against the Aussies. The other thing I'm looking forward to is, is really Indians playing better against Pinman. Like... Uh, uh, it's it's supposed to be one of those home advantage things where uh, I don't know <laughs> Indians uh, have really regressed do, against. Do you Spain. see Surya getting in uh, on that basis? I I don't no. think so. I mean, don't think. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if they can discover some new star, uh, it's it's going to be great, especially in the middle order. And I know the stats perhaps don't bear it out uh, as well as they should. Uh, you know, India still has pretty good numbers against spin in all conditions and but yeah I mean sometimes it's just like you don't want to lose even one wicket to a spinner in Indian conditions you know we've grown up watching all of that and so it just feels disappointing when you when like for example Stephen O'Keefe delivers that sort of performance and I mean whatever the pitch may be the other thing that I'm really looking forward to is uh, Glenn Maxwell um, I've always been a big fan of the guy and I'm sure he's led, uh, he's, he's wasted a lot of his talent already. Uh, and again, I mean, what, some 50th birthday party, he's injured his leg and he's out <laughs> for three, four months. So he's going to come in cold. But I, I remember he played a good uh, hand or two in that 2017 series and um, someone who can really counter-attack with all the shots that he's got uh, against spin in test cricket and so hope he does well but not too well um, so that India can still win and yeah I mean the point about Jaddu and if Jaddu was an English or an Australian cricketer make no mistakes he would have been praised to the moon home conditions away conditions doesn't matter they would have like lionized him uh, you know to to the moon and back so yeah I mean he doesn't always get his due for uh, the very accurate stuff that he bowls in tests in India. And I mean, he's got 
his game down to a pat in these conditions so yeah i mean he's he's also been a little unfit a little out of form or whatever it is so i hope he he uh, and ashwin can really deliver the killer blow and of course he can't he can't uh, not have akshar patel teri khopri mein tel doing the business so, yeah at least in the ahmedabad test i'm sure it'll end in two days or something i'm sure yeah yeah so that's that's the part i forgot right like he, he might actually start all games because yeah. of his batting and what he offers at that part of the batting order so yeah he's yeah. he's another one to look forward to and and him and bumrah are actually younger uh, yeah. than this crop and yeah. it, it's kind of bumrah will continue to play on off because of his fast bowling abilities and his yeah. nature of role as well but it's it's going to be nice to see that passing of the baton so to speak uh, gradually from if not in the series per se yeah. on that olympic note of passing the baton we should call it a day it's been uh, really nice talking to you shrinath and let's say bye to our audience and ask them to give us five stars on all platforms that they hear our podcast on bye absolutely <laughs> thank you thanks jobs tv empire to director we have a player review can we rock and roll please